You're listening to the Raptors Rapture Podcast. It was June 13th of 2019, more than 365 days ago, when the Toronto Raptors were crowned NBA champions for the very first time in franchise history. Millions of people flooded the streets of downtown Toronto to celebrate. Videos of fans across Canada celebrating the chip took over everybody's social media feeds, and the plant guy was born by getting Kawhi a coactus. Even Drake got in the festivities by pulling off a post-game interview that only he could do. Four days later, one of the biggest championships parade ever took place in the six. Marcus all guzzled some rosé. Kyle Lowry and fans chanted five more years to Kawhi, and the finals MVP eventually got the last laugh making fun of the biggest basketball meme of the year. Everything seemed so perfect. Unfortunately, Raptors fans didn't have too much time to celebrate as all eyes turned to Kawhi's upcoming free agency decision. Raptors Twitter seemed to stay as positive as they could. However, everyone was hearing from everybody else that there's no chance the Claw's staying in Toronto. He's got to be taking his talents to the West Coast. There's no way he's not going home. Unfortunately for us Raptors fans, those who were arguing the latter were proven right when not even a month after winning a championship and finals MVP with the Raptors, Kawhi left for the LA Clippers, followed by Danny Green, who joined the Crosstown Rivals in the LA Lakers. And that's where I believe this season really kicks off for Toronto. How are the Raptors going to manage this upcoming season? Well, what they did was extend Kyle Lowry another year at $30 million and gave Pascal Siakam his well-deserved payday, signed him to a four-year max contract. We all knew that, though. Around the edges, they picked up Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson from free agency, along with a couple undrafted guards in Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas. With the roster in place, it was now off to training camp, which didn't get off to a hot start for some. Nick Nurse called out the new Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson really early on, citing their poor defensive effort as the reason for him not being happy. Then, the team set off to Japan to play the Houston Rockets in a quick two-game exhibition series, which they ended up splitting 1-1. While not meaning a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, there was a lot to be happy with while watching these games. Norm was getting into his groove after a fantastic playoff run last year, Siakam looked to be finding his form, and the young Terrence Davis proved why the Raptors are some of the best talent scouts in the league. Despite a very solid showing by the Raptors, there were still a lot of questions about this year's team. Were they going to blow it up and move to the already solid young core? Was Lowry going to be traded? How about Serge and Gasol? Could Siakam pick up where he left off from last season? Are they going to end up at the top of the East, or will they fall out of the playoffs for the first time in seven years? For the record, I had the Raptors winning 52 games this season, so don't put me in that bunch. But I seem to be one of very few to feel that way. Pundits on ESPN, NBA TV, Fox Sports, and anywhere else you can think of had the audacity to have the Raptors not making the playoffs at all in some of their predictions. As always, the preseason came and went pretty quickly, which meant the next thing on the Raptors calendar was opening night, their ring ceremony, and their championship banner raising. And what a great job the organization did, because of course they did a great job. 
each player from that championship team received an absolutely beautiful 14-karat gold ring with more than 70 diamonds placed somewhere in it. I'm not even going to try to do it any justice by describing it to you, so just go look up the pictures of the thing. In terms of the actual celebration, the only thing they could have done better was having Drake perform something live. Seeing everybody so happy and in awe to get their rings was such a perfect way to end a perfect playoff run. But now there's basketball. After winning their opening contest against a Zionless Pelicans, the Raptors went on to win 14 of their next 19 games, giving them a 15 and 5 record in their first 20 games to start the campaign, including a win against the Lakers without Kyle Lowry or Serge Ibaka. Another where Marcus Sold and crew held Joel Embiid to a whole zero points. Yes, zero points. Oh, and they also had a seven-game winning streak buried in there. So the questions about whether the Raptors were going to be good or not should be put away, right? Well, wrong. For whatever reason, people still didn't believe in the Toronto Raptors. Despite the hate coming from some people, by this point in the season, Spicy P was seriously in the conversation as a true MVP candidate. The Raptors had already dealt with a bunch of injuries to key guys, but still happened to stay afloat. So much so, they found themselves right up in the top of the standings fighting for that second seed. But, for whatever reason, the respect still hadn't come around. During that run in their first 20 games, Kawhi Leonard returns to Toronto and gets his ring ceremony too. Talk about bittersweet. It was really something that had never been done before in the NBA. The finals MVP left immediately after a chip. There's no precedent to this. But guess what? The Raptors organization killed it yet again. He gets a standing ovation. He gets his ring. Reminiscing on last year's season is finally over. Then, a few weeks later, in a game that fans will remember forever, but also hate that they turned off, the Raptors came back from a 30-point deficit led by Kyle Lowry. The longest-serving Raptor had 32 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds in the win, but it honestly felt like a Wilt-esque 99-18. and The next important game was the Raptors' first Christmas Day game since a 2001 matchup versus the Knicks, which resulted in a pretty bad loss to the Boston Celtics. Not a great look on national TV, but they also didn't have Pascal Siakam, Norm Powell, or Marcus Gasol. And I guess now is a good time to talk about all the injuries the Raptors face this year. They had the fifth most missed games due to injury in the entire league, yet have been at the top of the standings all season long. And those injuries haven't just been to bench guys and rotation guys. It's been at the very top of their lineup. Siakam missed more than 10 games. Lowry missed more than 10 games. Serge Ibaka, Marcus Saul both missed a lot of time. Those are four of the team's top seven players who missed a big, big chunk of time. And almost all of it came at the same time. There was rarely a game where it felt like everybody was playing at the same time. It just didn't happen. But despite all the injuries that continued into 2020, the Raptors started a 15-game winning streak that lasted a whole 27 straight days. They beat the Thunder, the Wizards, Timberwolves twice, the Atlanta Hawks twice, 76ers, New York Knicks, DeRozan and the Spurs, Cleveland Cavaliers, the Pistons, Bulls, Pacers twice, and the Brooklyn Nets. All this while facing those injuries that I had just mentioned. It's a pretty good way to answer all those questions that we had at the beginning of the season right 
By this point, the Raptors were pretty safely in second spot. They leapfrogged the Celtics, they've leapfrogged the struggling Sixers, and they definitely put themselves past the Miami Heat and Indiana Pacers. By now, the trade deadline had come and gone, and the Raptors still didn't trade any of their big players. They didn't blow it up, they kept everything exactly the way it was when the season started. I mean, it's been working pretty well to this point, hasn't it? But here we are, middle of February, and the Raptors have leapfrogged the three, four, and five seeds and have all but secured the two spot right behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Siakam has kind of dropped out of the MVP discussion here because, well, he missed a decent amount of time like I mentioned, and his numbers did drop slightly from the hot start that he had at the beginning of the season. Not saying he was bad because he was still a top 10 player in the league, but he was an MVP caliber guy. And frankly, it didn't really matter because what he stopped providing, the rest of the team picked up without a doubt. All the questions people had at the beginning of the season had easily been answered by this Raptors squad. Remember how that win streak came to the end? Well, the regular season did too about a month after that. Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19 and brought the whole sports world to a halt after just 64 NBA games, leaving the defending champs with a 46-18 and record, good for second in the East behind the Bucks and third in the league behind the Bucks and the Lakers. And this is kind of where we are now. Their defensive rating is second best in the league and actually better than when they had two all-defensive type players in Danny Green and Kawhi. But this season, the Raptors are likely not going to be represented well in that field, despite OG, Lowry, and Siakam all showing out for the Raps. And now, present day, they're in Orlando with 21 other teams fighting for probably the weirdest championship of all time. They've played three exhibition games up until now, or what the league calls scrimmages, and are restarting their regular season against LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers. Just like the beginning of the season, there are a few questions that we have to ask. How are they going to fare? And I think I have a pretty good answer for that. Well, probably pretty good. Their defense is going to be fine. Everybody knows that defense travels. Everybody also knows that defense is set to win championships. And on the other end of the floor, six players are averaging over 10 points per game, and any of them can realistically go for 30 on any given night. Oh, and they have the best coach in the league. I can't say for sure that the Raptors are going to win the championship, but they have a much better chance than most people think they do. And while a Raptors championship would be fantastic, all I truly want is for everyone to come out of the bubble safe and healthy. While it seems like things are starting to get back to normal with all these sports coming back and, and basketball being back and the Raptors being back, let's also try to remember that things shouldn't always be going back to the way that they were. There has been years and years and years of racial injustice in not just America, but all over the world that everybody should start fighting against and continue to fight against keep donating keep educating yourself keep signing petitions and making sure that everybody can get a fair chance and a fair shot in life this isn't just a fad that your instagram followers should be seeing you should be taking action and putting it on yourself to really make a change that's that's bigger than yourself that's bigger than your favorite hobbies that's bigger than just watching basketball change needs to happen and and it needs to happen fast and i i know it's not going to 
happen overnight, but if you're watching a predominantly African-American sport in basketball, you need to understand that you you have to do something uh, as well. And even if you're not watching basketball, you still need to be doing something um, because all of these guys are fighting for something bigger than than just a championship in, in the bubble. And um, even if you are watching basketball for three hours, six hours, nine hours a day, you have to make time to, like I said, educate yourself, donate, um, sign petitions, call, uh, call governments and your, your local, your local governments to make sure that you really can, um, make a difference because those are the ones who, who have the power to make change and, and just really do what you believe in, um, and, and what you believe in should be the Black Lives Matter movement because everybody deserves a, uh, a fair shot and and nobody should be worried about what what african americans um everywhere have to have to worry about so please remember um i'm gonna say it one more time remember donate uh sign petitions and educate yourself if if you need to to make sure you can be an ally uh as much as as much as possible so um there's many different places for that i'll put the link in the description of of the of the podcast episode to see where where some of you guys can go to for some of my favorite spots that uh, I've been recommended and 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 I hope that we can really keep this going especially as a as a fan base since the Raptors organization has done so well doing all these things lastly I want to say uh, thank you guys for um, the the weight that I've put you guys through here not doing an episode for a while but also you know going through all this uh, pandemic stuff so i hope everyone's doing healthy i hope all the listeners are doing okay Uh, remember keep wearing your masks Uh, don't make any super stupid decisions because then this thing is just going to keep going on and on and on um yeah please uh give this podcast a five-star review on apple podcasts and spotify and wherever hit that subscribe button give us a rating every time check out raptorsrapture.com you can follow me on twitter at h underscore surplus i'll have that in the description here as well